I do lots of podcasts on constantly working to maintain a positive headspace and be mindful of the words that we say and getting in our tens each day. Those things that make you oh so happy because I really believe that the thoughts we think and the words we say create the environment that we live in and the environment in your head of what you're becoming. So today we're talking about living in your own bubble in the best way, where you make sure to take time to do those things that make you happy and make sure you're getting what you need so you aren't resentful when different situations come up in your life. I'm talking about setting yourself up to be happy and have good days rather than relying a ton on other people to get you there. And a part of this is being able to resist the urge to slip to the other side when negativity comes your way. We're having a very positive and empowering talk about so many things I've learned about making yourself happy. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. Thank you for listening today. I'm excited to be back and back on our normal schedule. I have been launching a couple new projects, so I've had to pull back on our regular podcasting schedule, but... All those things are all in good working motion now, so we're back on and we're back together and going into a really positive episode that, like I said in the introduction, it's a lot of what we talk about a lot on this podcast, but sort of all pulled together in this very cool and empowering way, thinking about how to make yourself happy. And this is in no way saying that you can't allow other people or the entire pressure is on you, but it's just really empowering to control your own happiness. So we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different ways I've learned in my own life, mainly, to be honest, from making mistakes and the different ways that I think we can really make ourselves happy in the short term, on the daily, and in the big picture. We're talking micro, we're talking macro. And focusing on our own happiness because isn't that kind of the goal of everything is to be happy and have our loved ones be happy and everyone be happy and healthy. So first, you know my favorite thing is getting in your tens each day. Those little things that make you so happy. It could be something that is five seconds or something that is five hours. It could be a nice long run or a hike or it could be your favorite delicious coffee first thing in the morning. It could be a quick chat with a girlfriend on your way to work. It could be a stretching session. It could be your favorite workout class. It could be a meal. Listen, for me, most of my tens <laughs> involve food. It could be your favorite treat. Whatever it is, getting in your tens each day. And I love this because it's so literal. It's just such a hack. And you think, because you know sometimes you get in a funk and you're just in a routine and you're like, man, why am I out of whack? For me, focusing on each day, how many tens can I get in? And also thinking about in the people in your world and the people that you love the most, helping them get their tens. 
It's also helped me really center when things that maybe might annoy me. So maybe my husband will say, hey, I've had a long week. I'm going to go have beers with the guys after work. So for me, if I'm thinking about my 10s and I'm thinking about what is a 10 for him, rather than be like, oh, I have so much to do too. Now I have homework, baths, bedtime all by myself. I'm thinking, okay, this is a 10 for him and I want him to get that 10. So yes, no, no, there's no bitterness from me. And also the flip side of this is when we're spending so much time getting in our own tens and making ourselves so happy, this is the one of those life situations that comes up that you might be resentful about. But if you're so happy in your own little bubble, something like this, that yes, it affects your life, but not in a huge way, you are spending so much time and focus making yourself happy that rather than being resentful and, you know, sending a jab like must be nice or, you know, fine or whatever, you're like, yes, go get your 10. I'm over here getting in my 10s too. I want you to be happy. You come home to me happy and we're all good. It's taken me a long time, to be honest, to realize that sometimes when I'm sort of irritated by something or resentful by at something, usually it's something that I need to fix in my own headspace or what I'm doing on the daily. Or maybe for you, if you are giving too much to your job, which I believe in working hard and giving it your all, but sometimes by doing that and not getting in enough of your tens and focusing on your own happiness, you could be resentful at your employer or at the company you work for or your kids. Say you're just giving everything you've got to your kids. It's super easy to then be resentful when certain things in life happen. I've done it in every way with my husband, with my company, with my kids, to where for me, this balance is key. It is so key. And you can't feel guilty. We all talk about you know the importance of self-care. And I'm telling you, you can't feel guilty when you're taking those moments, you know? So maybe you have your kids watch a 30-minute show while you stretch at night because that is like a huge tent for you. You unwind. It's good for you physically, but even better, it's good for you mentally. And, you know, we all are trying to reduce screen time with our kids, especially going through COVID and most of us having more screen time than we would like. But just the balance of that is so worth it, you know, because then you come back to them and you've had a minute, you've gotten in a 10 and then you can give more to them. I know as moms, we've all experienced this where we drain ourselves so much that then we don't feel like we're showing up for them in, you know, in the mom that we want to be. Maybe you're not, you're less patient or you're quick to snap at them or you're kind of just, you know, nagging at them just because, listen, kids wear on us. And especially as they get older, kids can be tough and ungrateful and Um, you know, have attitude and and different things. So for me, I've really learned that the more you can focus on getting in your tens each day and making sure you're happy in what you're doing. Listen, we all have things that we don't want to do. I hate doing dishes. I hate after dinner. I hate clearing after cooking. But we, listen, there's always things that we have to do. And um, so Instead of focusing on those and giving those more power, 
I just try to do those as quickly as possible and then focus on those other things. But being very mindful and asking yourself, what is it that makes me happy? What sets my soul on fire? What do I look forward to? After I do something or eat something or talk to someone, like what are those things that make me feel like, yes, like I feel alive and empowered. I just, I think that it is so easy to get in routine in good ways and in not so good ways. And I think that's one of the ways that the days can go by way too fast is when we just feel like we're on autopilot. So for me, I wake up from autopilot a lot more if I'm focusing on my tense. Now, I always want to note all this stuff is not just what I, what from my own experiences, but I'm constantly reading and listening and watching videos and learning about this type of thing because I'm just so obsessed with um, being happy, really. And I think sometimes it's a fight to be happy. So let's talk about resisting negativity. So when I think about resisting negativity, I try to not engage with it, not repeating it, and not letting it sink in. And I think sometimes we're in situations more often than others. Maybe if you work in a big office with lots of office drama, this could happen to you every day. Whereas if you, you know, only interact mainly with your, you know, closest family and friends, maybe this doesn't happen to you as much, or maybe it does. But I'm telling you, no matter what, we're all human. And one of the biggest things that I've learned is you don't give it energy. When that ne- I did an awesome podcast a while ago, gosh, quite a while ago. I'm going to find the link to it. That's how to be awesome at not drinking poison. And it's hilarious. One of my friends, Tawny, texted me and she thought the episode was about not getting roofied at the bar. I'm like, no, it's like, don't don't drink the poison when someone's trying to hand you negativity. Picture a witch with all the 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 moly things on her face trying to hand you a hot steaming pot of negativity. That's when like when someone comes at you and says, "You're not going to believe this shit." This girl, like I honestly even if someone's like someone said something about you, I I stop it before because I just don't want it to soak in. Especially, I mean, of course, I care about my closest friends and family and what they think and make sure that they feel loved and that I'm treating them well and all that stuff. But it's if it's outside of that close circle, and I know it's literally just drama or coming from someone that tends to stir these things up and feed on these things, I stop it before it starts. So first, try to resist it even coming into your headspace because I'm telling you, Energy flows where attention goes. I just try not to give it attention. And you know, a lot of times, and I think sometimes people have the best intentions, but if they're working through their own issues. So say someone, a friend calls you and is complaining about their husband, and then they tell you things about your husband. Well, listen, you know, I also, I know I'm not alone because my husband said that your husband also does this or said this because I think sometimes, you know, misery loves company and you you just have to resist this. I'm telling you, you have to go back and listen to this, that podcast if you didn't hear it, How to Be Awesome at Resisting Drinking the Poison because when you think of drama and negativity like that, like someone trying to hand it to you and you actually have the choice Are you going to grab the cup and are you going to drink the poison? I'm telling you, it is a happy day killer. So, you know, listen, we all have our struggles and our challenges and our sadness 
and our grief. And some of us have more than others and more at certain times of our life than others. But in general, you, I just think life throws us so many things we can't control. For these things we can control, we must even if it's juicy and tempting and you're dying to be like, what? I have to know this. I'm telling you, it is, you only have so many minutes in the day, in the month, in the year. And so by allowing those to take up those minutes, it's just minutes you can't spend doing other things, getting in tens, things that grow you in whatever way you want to grow. So one of the biggest things in making yourself happy and having happy days is resisting negativity. And the negativity could come from your own thoughts. I am so big on your past is totally your past. Like I wake up every day thinking, okay, to, I can't do anything about the past. Today is the starting line and I have from here on to deal with. And for me, especially in my professional life, it has been a struggle to really believe that my past mistakes or failures, different ways I could have done things better, don't define me and don't define who I am going forward. I realized I was putting up a lot of self barriers because I was telling myself that, you know, kind of like revisiting the past too much and labeling myself as that kind of person because I had done something in the past that I wish I would have done differently. And I think a lot of us do this in different ways. So really believing that who you were is not who you are and who you are becoming. I'm telling you, the environment in your head is the best determiner of who you are becoming. Okay, another thing in this whole thing about making yourself happy that is so empowering is set up your own special days. So I'm talking about Mother's Day, birthdays, any Valentine's Day, anytime you give get gifts. Don't be afraid to set up your own special days rather than expecting the people you love to do it for you. Now, I'm not saying, that, like, because I know people are like, they should do it for me. It's Mother's Day. I totally get that. But if that's the case, if you want them to do it, then tell them super clearly in a very nice way, not being passive aggressive. These are some things I would love to do. And these are a couple ideas of something I would love to receive. Set yourself up for success. Like, you have control over making yourself happy. Same thing with setting up your own special days. I used to kind of let my people set up days like my birthday and Mother's Day. And now I'm like, why not set it up exactly what I would like? In fact, take advantage of it. One year on my birthday, we were in Cabo and I set up for a professional photographer to take pictures of us on the beach. It was only a half hour. It was low impact on every everyone, but it was something that I was like, this is what I love. I love capturing the moments. We're in on this special beach right where we got married in this special time and it happens to be my birthday. So I'm going to use this birthday coupon and do something that everyone would usually not be that thrilled to do, but they are thrilled to do it on my birthday because it makes me happy. So think about it and set up your own special days. I'm telling you, it is so empowering to know you're walking into something that you're excited about, something that you're going to have fun, and there's less chance of it going sideways. Because listen, family dynamics can be complicated. We have good days and bad days. And especially with kids, there's it's a lot to navigate. So I've just learned on those special days, on holidays, I either 
organize it all myself, give everyone a heads up and say, listen, I've arranged it. I just want you guys to all show up with a great attitude. For me, I found that that works best. If you want them to arrange it, just tell them, tell them, this is what I want to do. This is what I'd love to get. So that way you're setting yourself up to be happy. Also along these lines is managing your expectations of others. Now, again, this is not saying that you have to do everything yourself and you're out on a boat by yourself, you know, and you can't rely on other people. It's not like that at all. It's just like in the empowering way of managing your expectations to where I put it, I put my happiness on myself rather than putting it on my husband or my kids or my family or anybody else. I just manage my expectations of them. And it makes me so much happier and have less conflict in life when I just sort of take that stuff on myself. It's great because no one knows you better than you and there's less disappointment. I'm thinking I'm going to do a whole podcast. I'm going to really research what experts say about managing your expectations in order to be happy. But I wanted to mention it in this because this is one of those things that I've done myself to where I just don't expect as much, but in a positive way. Um, And I just put it on myself and it just balances out so much better. One of the biggest things is for not having resentment and making yourself happy is make sure you are happy in what you're doing on the daily so that when those life complications come up, you aren't resentful and you're happy. Like I said, even if you, there are parts of your day that you don't love if you're focusing on getting in your tens and if overall you're happy what you're doing on the daily, even when sort of annoying things happen, you're just going to be able to shake it off so much better. Like I said about my husband saying, I'm going to go grab beers with the guys after work. If my days are full and happy, I am much more likely to have a positive reaction and response to that text message. Couple more things on this. And this might be another one that I'm going to do a whole podcast on because I love this topic. Create your own struggles so the struggles that life throws your way doesn't knock you down. Let me say that again. Create your own struggles so the struggles that life throws your way doesn't knock you down. This is why I talk about doing hard things and taking cold showers and getting out there and challenging yourself. I have a whole bunch of things I want to do this summer. Like I'm going to do some sort of adventure every Friday with the kids that is somehow challenging. And sometimes it'll just be an outdoor adventure or a beach day. But in general, I think when we try new things and do new things and, you know, shake things up, sort of make your life hard in a way, then when life is hard, you're not as easy to crack and crumble because you're used to struggle in the best way. I just, I love the idea of this. I've been reading Lots and lots. I'm consuming as much as I can about not just getting uncomfortable, but creating our own struggles so we are as durable as possible for all the things that happens in life, most of which we can't control. This doesn't mean, you know, like this whole idea of making yourself happy does not mean you can't rely on others. I'm just talking about thinking about it in an empowering way so you really control your own happiness. You're getting out there. You're challenging yourself. You're creating your own struggles in the best way so that you're 
durable. When something, when shit hits the fan, you're not just like taken down to your knees. You're like, okay, I got this. Let's, let's work through it. Let's, you know, let's start at the beginning and let's figure out how we're going to handle this. I think by resisting negativity, you help yourself live in the most positive headspace and have the most positive words coming out of your mouth to have happy days. Getting in your tens each day, setting up your own special tens, and managing your expectations of the people you love by telling them what you want, telling them what you don't want, and being really vocal in a positive way. If there's something you want specifically, set it up for yourself on those holidays. I think that I've learned a lot from different things or being disappointed and looking back on the disappointment and realizing that I could have solved that before it happened by managing my expectations, putting the pressure on myself more than other people, or expressing what I want. A lot of times we think, well, they know me. They should know what to do. But listen, they don't always. And why leave it up to chance? And why leave it up to, you know, a day that's important to you? Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, holidays, your birthday. Why leave it up in the air? Will this be awesome or will it be a letdown? Like, take that whole equation out of it. Set it up so there's no way it can't be awesome. I'm telling you, this whole topic is so interesting to me, but when we think about making ourselves happy by living on our own little bubble, right? So not in a bubble like you're unaware and of other people and you're, you know, you're not considerate of others. Not at all. I think about, you know, those like big blow up, blow up bubbles that kids like run in, those like activity bubbles. Think of yourself in one of those bubbles and all day you're resisting negative thoughts, you're bouncing off negativity or um, anger or resentment things, and you're staying in your happy place, your happy bubble, doing things that you love with people you love, prioritizing yourself and your self-care, and keeping good check of your mind and your mindfulness. For me, this has been a total game changer. And to be honest, it's learning through failing. But now in the last year, when things have come up, you know, the next day after I've dealt with something, I've thought, wow, I would have never dealt with it that way a couple years ago or even a year ago. Um, you know, different phone calls or things that might be upsetting. I just think of myself in this happy bubble. It is up to me to protect my headspace and be happy because that's how, and it's not selfish at all because we all know the happier you are and the more fulfilled you are, the more you can give to your family and your friends. And it's all, it's all so good. It is in no way selfish. In a way, it's selfless in the best way, knowing what you need to make yourself happy. So you can show up every day, be present, you know, be present, be where your feet are and give your best self most of the time to yourself and to those people you love. I really hope this podcast gave you lots to think of, lots of things to think about and made you feel empowered about this whole idea about controlling your own happiness. Remember, the thoughts you think and the words you say create the environment that you live in. And 
more importantly, even the environment in your head of what you're becoming. Thank you so much for listening, my friends. I hope you have an awesome day and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.